Welcome to the Memory Hole Show, where we talk about controversial ideas, unacceptable views, and pry through the madness. I'm your host, Brian. How's everyone doing today? So, my last episode seemed to have gone over quite well. The hashtag Trudeau Must Go was very popular on Twitter. In fact, I'm still seeing it now. I think it's, what, two weeks later? That hashtag keeps popping up in my timeline. Anyways, so I covered the topic uh, about the story about Marty up north, uh, underscore two, and um, you know what? It's good to get the word out. This week, I want to cover something a little bit different. This is a story that I I don't remember where I saw it. Probably was on Twitter or something like that. But anyways, this person defected from the Soviet Union, and his predictions, well... The way that they try to brainwash people anyways, it's like a prediction. It's quite eerie, actually, if you start to see how he explains how to take over a country. And then you see what's going on over the last few years. I don't know. You can connect dots or you can make it up or it could be conspiracy theory. But hey, it's worth a listen to. So I've linked all the videos in the show notes and do me a favor, share the show notes on social media, spread the word. Let's get this show amped up a little bit. And now, on to the show. I was originally going to call this episode something like The Death of the West, but I didn't think it would be provocative enough. So I went instead with, did freedom get COVID? Now, at this point, you might be wondering, what the hell am I talking about? So let me start with two quotes. The first one is from Ronald Reagan, and it goes like this. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Now, when I was a young lad, that made no sense to me. I thought that freedom was a one-way trip, that all those wars from the last century clearly secured our freedom, didn't it? But boy, was I wrong. Now, here's the second quote by former leader Nikita Khrushchev from the Soviet Union, and it's far more sinister. He said, we will take America without firing a shot. We do not have to invade the U.S. We will destroy you from within. Now, again, as a younger lad, this also made no sense to me. The West wouldn't willingly give up their freedom, would they? What kind of nonsense is this? So thinking of those two quotes then brought me to the last decade or so, and specifically the last two and a half years. Things have changed drastically. Then I ran into this interview video with Soviet defector Yuri Bezmenov. He gave an interview in 1984 go figure. In the interview, he talks about ideological subversion. Now, this is essentially the frog in the slow boiling pot, where the perception of reality is changed for all the members of a targeted society to the point where those people can't really tell reality from fiction. So I've linked the shorter version of the interview in the show notes here at memoryholeshow.com. So head on over, have a look at it, do what you can, share the video on social media or share the whole article on social media. Uh, Spread the word, get this out there so people can see it. People have been predicting things like this for quite a while. Anyways, so the process that Bezmenov describes has four stages, much like cancer. And what cancer does to a person, these four stages will do to a society. Kill it. The first stage is called demoralization. Now in this stage, a whole generation is brainwashed to think in ways that are counter to their best interest. In this case... That means a Marxist-Leninist ideology, as Bezmenov puts it. As I mentioned before, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. 
The facts tell him nothing. Even if I shower him with information, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him a concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he receives a kick in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragedy of the situation of demoralization. So for one thing, look at the political leanings of nearly all universities. They're pretty much all leftist or Marxist or woke. Although these terms vary a little bit, they're quite similar. And once these students leave university, they bring these ideas with them to work. They change the work culture to match what they're used to from university. K-12 has adopted this too. And since politics is downstream to culture, once the culture was won by the left, politics followed. Now thinking of Besmanov's first age relating to information, I already find it challenging to determine what is real and what is false. The mainstream media is full of shit most of the time, so getting unbiased information is out the window. Social media, well, you can get some uncensored information, but you need a lifetime to filter through all the bullshit you're going to find in there. And governments definitely are not trustworthy. Anyone that disagrees with them is called far-right, conspiracy theorists, all these old labels. But you do see clues. Many things are happening that you can see, and if you ignore what you're being told to believe and try to piece together some of these things, many of these ideas make sense. Sometimes these ideas come to mind because red flags have gone off in your head, or other times you just have a gut feeling. The media will surely call these conspiracy theories since they don't conform to their narrative, and that's the challenge because you can't prove those ideas until the noose is so tight around your neck that it's too late. Now, the second stage that Besmanov talks about is called destabilization. This stage sees the rapid decline of society and its important structures and foundations. So during this roughly five-year period, things like the economy and foreign relations are broken down. I would add to this list the education system, or what would more appropriately be called the indoctrination system. Now, let me ask you, what does this remind you of? What do we see that's happening in society right now? Here's a few examples. Supply chain problems, skyrocketing energy prices, a woke education system, science being contaminated with politics, lockdowns and forced vaccinations, which is to say a loss of bodily autonomy and a test of compliance, and lastly, manufactured division amongst in-groups and out-groups. For me, the COVID era set off major red flags. Things really did not add up. And it was so obvious in certain ways, I could predict next steps that would fit some dark plot, but obviously I couldn't prove any of it. But those things happened nonetheless. And that's when I saw this interview with Besmanov from 1984, my jaw dropped. The plot he described is being played out in real time. All right, so the third stage is called crisis and Besmanov described this shorter stage as follows. A violent change of power, structure, and economy. I would take this stage as when the plot is so obvious that you can't change its outcome. As in, you will own nothing and be happy. That kind of crazy shit. And the last stage, when the cancer has essentially killed off the host, is called normalization. One phrase comes to mind. The new normal. You heard government officials saying this over and over during COVID. It's as if they were priming us about the next steps in their plan. 
So all of these steps that Besmanov describes got me thinking about how life works. When you want to learn a new skill, you don't start out as a master of that skill. It takes practice and many iterations. Authoritarians are no different. They learn from previous tyrants. They too have iterations. These iterations are what have led to the slow boil that we're existing in now. In earlier times, a person might have run around trying to rule by brute force, perhaps by shooting people himself to gain power through fear. But eventually people reject this. It's too obvious and it's too direct. It's a hard boil. So then they slow the boil down a little bit more. They have the military do the killing. But this is still too obvious. You see the dead bodies and you know who runs the military. The dots get connected. There's still some obvious direct link between the bullet and the trigger finger. Slowing the boil down a little bit more, they try to create more separation between them doing the killing and the people that are dying. They mess with the food supply and people starve to death. They didn't pull the trigger, so the deaths, they're not so sudden. So it appears they may get away with it, at least for now. But if it can be proven that they were the cause of the policies that led to the food shortages and therefore the deaths, well, then they're still culpable. Which brings us to where we are today. The government pressured us into taking this insufficiently tested vaccine at some points and outright coerced us by threatening to take away our jobs and other sanctions for not going along with their decisions at other points. And now people are dying in increased numbers. These are people that are young and healthy, often athletes. These are people that should not be dying. And what do the media reports call it? Death by unknown causes. This is fast becoming the largest reason of death in many parts of the world. A reason that prior to the vaccine, almost no one would have heard about. So now we have an even slower boil. To tie this kind of death to the government becomes ever more difficult. It's hard to tell why a government would want this to happen. I'm just reminded of the many elites that believe the world is overpopulated. One has to wonder. The other thing that comes to mind is the massive amount of debts that all the governments have created. Old people have paid into healthcare their whole lives and all the other programs, but they're expensive to keep alive for governments. And young people, on the other hand, generally pay into a system without ever having used it. So it's almost like free money to a government. Now, I know this last part sounds very conspiratorial and sinister, and I'm really just speculating. I can't prove any of these things, but when you release a book in July of 2020 that talks about changing the world right at the beginning of COVID, alarm bells go off for me. This kind of timing is just crazy. Given what Besmanov explained, the Soviet way of overthrowing the West and the iterations that tyrants have gone through, I'll leave you with this quote straight from the horse's mouth. Klaus Schwab said, the people assume we are just going back to the good old world, which we had, and everything will be normal again, and how we are used to normal in the old fashion. This is, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. So what did you think of the Besmanov interview? Don't you find it's really creepy how it's overlapping to what's going on today? I really suggest you head on over to memoryholeshow.com and watch the video. It's in the show notes. It's only six minutes or so. Um, it's free to listen to. You can listen to the episode. You can read the show notes, whatever works for you. Share the show notes, share the episode. It might wake up some people. 
And as usual, before I go, I have a question. Do you think we are living through the stages that Bezmanov described? Leave comments on Twitter at Memory Hole Show or just head on right over to MemoryHoleShow.com. You can leave comments there too. Share the article in your Twitter feed. Wherever you jump in, join the conversation and unsilence yourselves. And don't forget, speak up or you'll get memory hold. All content from MemoryHoleShow.com and The Memory Hole Show is for the purpose of entertainment and is presented solely as opinion.